The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.16, you're listening to WGNS. Again on this Monday morning, today the 18th of September. And our first guest during the first half of the program, we have Dr. Joyce Heems, the new Dean of the Jennings A. Jones College of Business. How are you this morning? Good morning and thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Well, good. So what brought you to MTSU and how long have you been there so far? Oh, I'm a newbie. I've only been here since July 1. And it has just been a blessing. Uh, I was at uh, Berry College in Rome, Georgia for seven years. And this just felt like the opportunity to do something big and, and different. And the Jones College is poised for so many wonderful things. So I wanted to, to be here to be a part of that. And what are some of the classes that you oversee? Oh, well, I have the entire Jones College of Business, and we have five departments, which are accounting, econ, finance, information systems, management, and marketing. And so we have 120-something faculty and uh, teach over uh, 300 classes every semester. Wow, that, that's a lot of classes. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> so with all of the changes in today's world with computers and and gosh there's just change after change it seems like how do you keep up with everything to make sure that all the professors are keeping up with everything absolutely that's so important and one of the things one the motto that i have kind of lived by and i think that the jones uh, faculty have embraced is we have to engage we have to elevate we have to empower and that engagement piece is the key to your question and that we have to get out and meet with alumni meet with businesses and see what they need in terms of new skills that are relevant to the job market and then we can translate that back into our classrooms and so uh, we are on in the final stages of a proposal for a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity. we're in, in looking at a project management that's just come online we're looking at uh, courses that are again making skills one of our big push is going to be in micro credentials so that students can get those extra certification of skills that they have Boy, cybersecurity is a tough one right there. You're always hearing about cyber attacks somewhere across yes, the nation. Absolutely. Well, and it also with AI being such an artificial intelligence being such a hot topic today. And I was talking to someone over the weekend at the ball game, and we were talking about that is the use of AI rises, the risks for companies is going to rise. And so, and that is just going to feed more and more that what companies have to do in the cybersecurity area. I know two of the big stories we've heard recently about were uh, cyber attacks on different casinos in Las Vegas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of scary. But you're hearing more and more about things like that happening every day. Well, in, in computer skills. They are just improving and computers are around us every day. So we have to know the good and the bad of that technology. Did, did you ever think that artificial intelligence would be a part of college classes in the college lineup? If you'd asked me that 20 years ago, I said no. <laughs> but I will also uh, perhaps date you and I just a little bit that whoever thought that we would be using computers, uh, I mean, uh, 
calculators in the classroom. I can remember when faculty said, never will I ever allow a calculator. But yet we have to because the advance that we have in the technology, the advancements we have in analysis uh, for students, they have to use these tools. And so we just have to embrace them and then again, find a good way in which to channel that energy. Now, in looking back at your different you know, college choices. You have been in the South for a long time. I have been. I was born and raised in Alabama. And uh, then uh, my career has been a little different pathway in that I started at a small private school. I started at Sanford University in Birmingham, uh, then did a, a three-year stint at our Ole Miss, you know, University of Mississippi, and then went to West Virginia University, big state school uh, back in the day, and SA day was 36,000 and counting. And then I went to Berry College, a small private school, and now I'm at MTSU. So very non-traditional pathway, small private, large state, small private, large state. But I think that gives me a different perspective. I had a reporter ask me, what can you bring to MTSU from a small private college? Every student wants to feel like they're at a small school where they get personal one-on-one -on -one attention. And yet they need the resources sometimes of a large state school that can provide. Uh, and I just think that that's what we have. This past weekend at a ball game, I had a mother tell me that very story. She came up to me, hugged my neck. She said, my son is thriving because of the relationships he has in the Jones College of Business. That's what I want to hear. And that Jones College of Business, it is known as one of the leading places for a degree related to business. Absolutely. Uh, this past week, we MTSU uh, without the moniker, and I think it's so right, MTSU Tennessee's University, because we're being in Middle Tennessee, we are providing economic growth, we're providing uh, talent that's staying in the area, and the Jones College is a big part of that. And so we want to make sure that we are continuing to provide the talent that this growing economic center needs. Now, even though MTSU is huge, the, the campus is massive, <laughs> the Jennings A. Jones College of Business, it, it feels like a small college when you're in those classes absolutely it does and we're in the center of the campus uh, so we kind of students go and come in or in other parts of it uh, and even though it is you know 20,000 students in total uh, students find their home they find their family if you will and in the Jones College we really want to promote that and make sure that they feel like that they're in a student organization where they can thrive they're with advisors where they can thrive faculty members who understand what they need Again, with us in studio, Dr. Joyce Heems, the new dean of the Jennings A. Jones College of Business, right here in Murfreesboro on the MTSU campus. And I'm curious, have you already had a chance to talk to a lot of different business leaders and invite them to the campus to kind of share with students what they do each day in the real world? That's been one of my primary goals. Uh, and as of last week, we had already been out. Uh, I arrived July 1. So let's put it in perspective, but uh, arriving in the last couple of months, and uh, Carolyn Tumlinson, who is my director of advancement, and Laura Cody, who is our, our events coordinator, has we have put together events and community events and then have had lunch. I think at this point I have been with over 50 people, uh, just businesses and alumni that own businesses in the area. Because business today is so mobile, I mean, you could work from home, you could work from Absolutely. a cruise ship if you wanted to. <laughs> hey, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, are you 
or do you foresee going to other other areas like let's say the west coast may spend a week out there to learn about different businesses to bring those into our area to teach students about you know how high-tech computer companies work on the west coast versus going to the east coast somewhere well absolutely and my faculty are going to do a lot of that as well they're on the mission too they want to be relevant in their classrooms and so they are out there not just me but uh faculty and uh that are making those connections. Uh, but we need to know what's happening uh, and with these businesses so that we can, and our alums are our network. And so I'm asking them, so if we have alums in California, I'll be glad to go and sit and talk to them because they know what's happening in that area. We're making arrangements to go see alums in Chattanooga and Atlanta, uh, Nashville, of course, and, and beyond. But we will go as far as the alumni take us. But I'll kind of reiterate what I said earlier. A lot of our alums, the, the stays in middle tennessee so it's not a brain drain we want to keep that talent here and so the jones college of business has over thirty thousand alumni and we're reaching out into that network to see and one of the big push this year is uh, i have an executive advisory council a group of phenomenal alums and local business owners that help me stay connected but we're going to start a jennings young professional advisory council and have a group of about 30 alums of the last 10 years just alums so they can tell us what they learned and needed in the marketplace and what might have been missing from that now in your past one of the things that you did you were the associate dean of innovation outreach <laughs> and engagement at west virginia university yes yes that's a long title and <laughs> that <is>. came about <laughs> because at the time the dean said joyce what do you like to do and I said, I love to be engaged with the community. I love outreach. You know, I love to be innovative and solve problem solving. They said, okay, that's your title. <laughs> and uh, I was over all the centers in the college at that time that had international and we had uh, economic centers and uh, training and development centers, executive ed centers. And so that gave me the opportunity to be out there. And we created advisory councils for all the major uh, departments uh, in the school. You know, when you look at the different duties that a college has, as to the community in which they are in, it seems like MTSU kind of excels at being involved when compared to some other colleges and universities around the country. We definitely are external focused uh, so that we can bring talent, bring ideas and initiatives to our students so that we can then internally focus on our students. And I think that's a kind of a two-way street. We have to keep that balanced because we want our students to feel engaged and involved and we want them to have our network becomes their network. So if we make the connections out there, that's where they're going to get jobs. And so that's an important piece to it. How important is it to keep students curious throughout their lifetime? Oh, lifelong learners. We have to be lifelong learners. Uh, you and I talked about earlier in terms of the changes in technology with AI coming along. There's so many other things that are about to encroach upon their uh, the academic piece of it. But we just have to be lifelong learners. One of the distinctives of the Jones College of Business is that we, every student that goes through it, has to take the Dale Carnegie course. We have the exclusive rights to offer that as a course in the Jones College of Business in uh, Tennessee. No one else can do that. And I think that prepares them uh, emotionally for that big job. It also gives them that professionalism, that skill level, that uh, speaking ability that uh, the employers are looking for. And it also prepares them to be open-minded and professional in whatever they do. And we just have to continue to be open-minded and be 
curious and learners of life. Hey, you know, it's interesting you, you brought up that Dale Carnegie course because kids in high school today, a lot of them lack that ability to properly communicate with others because they're so focused on what's in their hand, which is that smartphone. Exactly. So part of that is putting that down and developing skills, memory skills and speaking skills, that interrelational aspect of it. And because employers know that we're going to give them the technical, they know they're going to learn the accounting, they know they're going to learn the the digital marketing technical piece of it. Uh, They know they're going to learn how to be uh, the financial planning, but they're looking for that little extra, which gives them the person that can be in a group, be in a team and be productive. And that's what I think that that adds the icing on the cake. Do you foresee communication issues coming up even stronger in the near future as you know our sixth graders slowly turn into seventh eighth graders and then become high school students i mean is there going to be a continued problem with that communication part of it it is because we are also going to have to learn how to communicate choose our words more carefully choose our words more succinctly because sound bites <laughs> are what our students operate in today and the the speed of which they can process the information so we have to be very quick concise and deliver in a punch in a way that they can learn and so communication is part of that and the attention span of students today <laughs> versus 10 to 15 years ago or 30 years ago even there's a big difference there well there is also they have so much information at their fingertips and we have got to change the style in which we teach and we become need to become storytellers again they could sit down and pull up how to do debits and credits on a computer and so to be in the classroom we need that faculty member telling them the stories behind how they use those debits and credits not and and why they use those debits and credits and be a storyteller so that the students stay engaged and they learn it in a way that they can then go out and translate that in an interview and try to translate you know a bunch of information into a story I, I bet that's hard to do it is it is but it's also our faculty are engaged with the community they know what's happening and they are get they're working with alumni that are out there doing it every day and those alumni say this is how I used it this is when I used it this is how much of it I used so those are the stories that you really want to tell we've got one law business law professor that I think is just the quintessential she's turned her business law course into basically an um, uh, virtual uh, courtroom so that when they come in and they're studying cases part of the class gets to be the jury part of the class gets to be one of the students gets to be the judge others have to be in the uh, uh, the audience if you will and then one gets to be the prosecutor and the defender and they take on their avatars i mean they're going to be engaged in that type of a scenario in a way that they wouldn't be other stuff there and just lecture to them about a case and what happened hands-on learning i mean that, that's Hands what that on. is and- absolutely and that's still huge today and hopefully always will be. Yeah. Well, you and I can think back to some of the most boring classes that we had. <laughs> yeah, but once they took you on a field trip, everything got better. <laughs> everything, exactly. And so we have to, that's a good way to think, and I like that. We need to bring the field trips into the classroom. And that's exactly what you're doing by bringing in these outside persons from different companies. And we have uh, two or three initiatives where we are bringing in speakers that where they tell their story. Again, that's kind of the, uh, I think, 
one of my themes of this is to, when I talk about engaging and elevating, elevating that classroom to that point of where the students really do feel important. And then if we do that, we empower them to go out and be wonderful graduates of the Jones College. If a parent is out there listening and let's say their child is going to be at MTSU come next year, how, what, what, what are the things that you would tell them? to first of all they don't have to have it all figured out day one exactly which major that they want a lot of parents stress over that and i would encourage them to allow the system to help them that's what we have great advisors for guide them kind of toward the school if they're thinking physics or biology or chemistry or you know animal science because not everyone's cut out to be business we'd love to have them all in the business school but we're realists we understand that Uh, but if they are interested in a business go ahead and get into that major and then explore and I promise the parents that if the students can come in that first year have a chance to take an econ class or take a a psychology class or take an there's a foundation what we call the true blue core that they have to take a set of gen ed classes every school has one course in that core let them explore just a little bit now If they haven't figured it out by their junior year, yeah, they're going to have to go a few extra years, but we're not going to let them get that far. Uh, If they really work hard and come in, and I promise the parents and the students that the faculty are going to give 110%. If the students will meet them that way, they'll be able to get through and do it in the four years. Again, our guest today, Dr. Joyce Heems, the new dean of the Jennings A. Jones College of Business. And if anybody would like to learn more about that particular department, how can they do it? I'll reach out to us. Uh, we have on our website, on our Facebook account, uh, and at uh, Jones College and then MTSU, and we will be glad to answer any questions that anyone has. Come visit us. We have a beautiful courtyard behind, in, behind our building, and we would be glad to sit out there and just talk to you. Sounds great. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Joyce Heems, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Time right now, 8.33. We're going to take a short break, and then we will be right back. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. And our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. CBS News special report. A senior Biden administration official says five freed Iranian Americans and two family members have flown out of Tehran on a Qatar Airways flight. Correspondent Cami McCormick. The five will be flown from Doha to Washington, D.C., part of a complex deal with Iran that allowed for $6 billion in Iranian assets to be transferred from a restricted account in South Korea to Qatar. Five Iranians in the U.S. will be granted freedom, some of whom were not convicted. 
Critics are lining up, among them Jamil Jaffer at the National Security Institute. What, in my view, should have been done is to put additional pressure on the Iranian uh, government to, to force them to release these citizens, not simply to pay them off with billions of dollars uh, and a trade prisoner for prisoner. Tensions expected to remain high between the two countries, which are locked in several disputes, including one over Tehran's nuclear program. CBS News Special Report. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high in the upper 70s. Winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 53. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 55. Enjoy life at Adams Place. I had to argue with them about whether or not I'm going to play bridge because <laughs> I hadn't played it for about 25 years, but they still want me to do it. So that was very nice. My name is Carrie Shannon. There's so many things that you can do to help us keep feeling younger at Adams Place. I'm glad we made this choice. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume trying to get in up through uh, the Hickory Hollow area coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro on 24 westbound through Antioch. 2700 block at Dickerson Pike. Two cars involved in that location. I see it still running a little bit slower than normal as they mop up that earlier wreck up in Jolton on 24 east just trying to get past White Creek Pike. has been slow for the last 30-45 minutes. Nash Painting Services all in Middle Tennessee. Check out their website, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online. Right now that time, 8.37, and our guest during this next segment is Ray Wiley, MTSU True Blue Blood Drive Chairman and Associate Director of the MTSU Campus Recreation and a longtime American Red Cross volunteer. So first of all, Ray, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning. How you doing, Scott? I am doing good. So tell us a little bit about your role there at MTSU. Yes, sir. Uh, years ago, when this whole thing got started, our athletic director, Chris Massaro, brought this idea with him from South Carolina. They had a big blood drive battle between South Carolina and Clemson University. And he said, hey, what about us doing something here with one of our big rivals? And uh, university bought into that. And we've been doing this blood drive uh, between uh, MTSU and WKU for about 13 years now. And my role is just to serve as the committee chair to uh, get everybody together and get organized and ensure that we've got plenty of people to help and that we get the word out that we have a three-day drive coming up each fall. And we just try to get as uh, many people involved as we can to collect as much blood as we can to help others in our community. And that blood drive between MTSU and WKU, that's called, if I'm not mistaken, the 100 Miles of Hope Red Cross Blood Drive. 
And that's because it's roughly, what, 100 miles between MTSU's campus and Western Kentucky's? That's correct, yes. Uh, It's been known because of the heated rivalry in sports, 100 miles of hate. Excuse me. But this year, uh, we wanted to put more of a positive light on this thing. So it's 100 miles of hope. Very positive. Yeah, the 100 miles of hope is really, uh, there's, there's no loser in the blood battle because each community is going to benefit from this and because it's going to help so many people. So uh, WKU will be collecting uh, blood at their Preston Center on the campus of, of WKU for the same days that we are, during the same hours we are. And, of course, we're going to host the three-day drive here at our facility at Campus Recreation at 1848 Blue Raider Drive. And that campus rec department, very, very active, and there is so much for students to do on the campus. Absolutely. You know, this this is where we want students to come and de-stress and have fun and work out and, you know, stay in shape and not not gain the freshman 15 that everybody talks about. Uh, This is a way to keep that off and keep those pounds away so, <laughs> I like it. But, <laughs> but but we do some some really great things for the community and we're excited to partner with the american red cross again this year this is our 13th year in hosting this and we've been very successful uh, collecting a lot of blood and helping a lot of people and we just want to keep that going um we're excited because it brings out the best of our community our campus community here, our faculty, our staff, and, of course, our students uh, partner with working with the Red Cross uh, volunteers and staff. And we just just rally the troops and get this thing going. We're excited for another year, and we believe we're going to have another great turnout. So I'm curious, at the blood drive each year, do you see more faculty and staff, or do you see more students, or do you see more alumni coming in? It's, it's a combination of everything, but we're, we're always amazed at our students. The, the students are the ones, the bulk of the volunteers, the bulk of the donors are going to be our students. And it's, it's such a, a great thing to see our students literally willing to roll up their sleeves and give of themselves uh, by donating blood. And, and it's just, it, it just brings a smile to your face to see how our students care about others who truly want to make a positive difference uh, on our campus and in our community. Uh, it's a great thing to see, and we're just happy to be a part of it. You know, it's interesting, as times have changed with all the computers out there and uh, how we're so technologically advanced, that whole thing about giving blood is still one of those most wholesome and giving ways to help save a life. It really is, and it, it's one thing that's always going to, there's always going to be a need. There, there's never not going to be a need because people with uh, certain conditions, whether they're fighting cancer or something as, as devastating as a blood disorder like sickle cell, uh, and, and we're, we're rallying behind all of those people to make sure there's enough blood available uh, for people to have operations if there's emergencies and they need blood. And, and we've seen story after story of people whose lives have been saved just uh, because of the generosity of, of others who are willing to, to give. 
And then go back to that date again of the blood drive, September 25th through the 27th. Why, why that date? Uh, we always uh, link the days of the drive to the uh, MTSU-WKU football game. So we're, we're pretty much at the mercy of when the game is scheduled. So the game is scheduled for uh, next Thursday night, and it will be at WKU. So the three days leading up to the game will be the days of the blood drive each year. So they will be the 25th, 26th, and 27th. That's Monday through Wednesday here at our facility, 1848 Blue Raider Drive. We'll have reserved parking out front, so there's there'll be 18 uh, parking spots open. The drive starts at uh, 11 a.m. and will go to 6 p.m. each day for those three days. And again, this is all starting this coming Monday through Wednesday of next week. Correct. Yes. And we're excited. Uh, there's some uh, extra incentives this year for people giving. We're, we're going to have uh, an Amazon gift card that's $20. Uh, everybody who attempts to give will collect that. Also, there's a free sports clip uh, haircut coupon. There's going to be a, uh, a special uh, T-shirt. Um, for this year's drive, there's also pizza during lunchtime, uh, and there's game tickets. Uh, Diane Turnham, who serves on our committee, has ensured me that uh, they're also going to have a couple of game day tickets for a future MTSU game uh, available to everyone who attempts to give at the drive. Sounds good. Again, Ray Wiley with us this morning, MTSU True Blue Blood Drive, and you are the chairman of that. And then, of course, also the associate director of the MTSU Campus Recreation and a longtime American Red Cross volunteer. And again, all this comes up starting next week on Monday. And uh, where can folks learn more about this? If, if people would like to schedule an appointment, and we do encourage people to do that, all they have to do is go to redcrossblood.org, and if they will type in our local zip code, which is 37132, it will pull up the blood drive, uh, and all the times, the available times there for appointments will be there. We will accept uh, walk-ins, but it's always better to uh, schedule an appointment. That way you ensure less wait time. Sounds good. Well, Ray, thank you for joining us this morning. Enjoyed it. And uh, if people have any trouble with the website at all, they can call 1-800-RED-CROSS, and they will gladly take their appointment over the phone. Perfect. And we'll post all this on our website shortly as well, so we'll have it all there, too, whenever we post the podcast. Great. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for helping us get the word out, and go Blue Raiders. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Take care. Again, time right now, 8.46. We've got more coming your way from MTSU in just a minute. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.47, and during this final segment of today's program with MTSU, we've got guest Beth Dye, the Assistant Director of the MTSU Alumni Relations. So I guess tell us first a little bit about what you do day in and day out. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, I am the Assistant Director for Alumni Relations, and I have been tasked with... um, uh, programming events for alumni relations. So earlier this summer, we hosted the Alumni Summer College, where we bring back a lot of our alumni. And um, we had our theme this past year was tourism and um, unpacking its value. We got to do a lot of great things with our alumni. And now I'm working on all the homecoming events that we're hosting this week. And uh, the theme this year for Homecoming 2023 is what? Um, a Once in a Blue Moon. So we are so excited about this event. Um, our student government came up with that theme, and uh, we're just rolling with it for this year. And the, the parade this year, all of that stuff uh, is focused on Once in a Blue Moon. So what kind of entries are you getting so far? Or what, what do you think you'll be getting? <laughs> well, um, it's interesting. A lot of people are going with the alien theme and, um, you know, just kind of uh, Toy Story and all kinds of different things like that. So there are some really creative people out there. I bet. Mm-hmm. We're starting, we're just now starting to get some entries in. It was kind of low in the beginning because homecoming is just right around the corner and it came early this year. So now we're trying to get the word out for everybody to get your entries in. Um, there's still time to do that. I think you have until Wednesday this week to get your entries in and be part of the parade. And of course, homecoming is an exciting time for students, especially first year students who've never experienced their first you know college homecoming exactly exactly it's it's a time if you're in any of the student organizations or greek life you can be part of the parade and um really really join in and show everybody what mtsu has to offer it's also open to the community so any community member who wants to um sponsor um a float can be part of their parade as well. And we'd love to see everybody be part of that day. And what are some of the additional festivities that take place during that homecoming time? Well, um, for alumni, uh, starting on Friday afternoon or Friday morning, we welcome back our class of our Golden Raiders. Um, it's our class of 1973. 
and uh, our Golden Raiders come in and they celebrate 50 years from graduation. Um, we bring them in on campus and then we give them a campus tour and then we provide lunch and go into an induction ceremony where we congratulate them for 50 years. And 50 years ago, MTSU was a little smaller than what it is today. Absolutely, yes. Um, right now we have a little over um, 40 inductees. We're, we're still getting registrations for that event. So we're looking forward to those folks coming back and visiting the campus and to see how much it's grown since they've been here. How often do you talk to an alumni who maybe after they graduated college, they moved away and coming back for homecoming may be their first time back on the campus? Uh, that happens quite frequently, believe it or not. There's a lot of people that have moved away and look forward to this time to come back and see people they haven't seen in so many years and to catch up and really see how the community has grown and how MTSU has just expanded. I'm sure a lot of those folks are really surprised to see how much everything's grown. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what's so great about our tour. We have our student ambassadors who um, get on the buses with our Golden Raiders and they take them across campus and they give them a little tour of uh, what some of the buildings used to be, what they are now now some of the new buildings that we have and just show them across campus and again all the festivities what they really kick off towards the end of this week is that right yes they start friday there's a lot of stuff happening um, with student government this week um, i know that they're hosting um, a skate night later this week um, uh, but alumni we we kick off our events on friday with golden raiders and then that evening we go into our alumnus alumni awards where we highlight like the distinguished alumni it's going to be a lot of fun i'm sure for a lot of people out there and uh you know some of the students who are going to participate in some of the events this may be their parents first real time to see a football game in years on a college campus absolutely um it's a great time to welcome parents here to see the, you know their freshmen and see their students just just you know, enjoying all that MTSU has to offer. And um, we start the morning, Saturday morning off. Um, the Alumni House will host a Mixer on Middle watch party. Uh, that will start at 10.30 a.m. at the Alumni House parking lot. And everybody can come in there. We have vendors that will be there, Middle Tennessee Electric Company. Um, they're going to have their griddle and their grilled cheese. Everybody loves those. We'll have Kona ice and all kinds of things where you could come and enjoy, get some souvenir photos. Um, and then watch the parade as it comes as it comes down Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Um, and then from there, uh, we're going to host a homecoming tailgate lunch that we are co-sponsoring with the BRAA um, to welcome our alumni and our BRAA folks, as well as the community members, to just enjoy a tailgate lunch right after the homecoming parade. And then all the festivities start on Walnut Grove um, later that afternoon. And then it's a late game that night, so there's lots to do across campus before you head out to that game at 6 o'clock that night. And, of course, the game on Saturday is MTSU taking on Colorado State University, the Realms, and that's going to be in the Floyd Stadium again. That's this Saturday. That's correct, and we're really looking forward to it. We had a great win this past Saturday. Uh, we had so many people there with the Parent and Family Weekend, and now we can't wait to welcome everybody home 
for our homecoming event and just cheer on our Blue Raiders. I understand Chip Walters, voice of uh, the Blue Raiders, will be calling the parade as well. Absolutely. Yes, he is co-hosting the parade along with our alumnus, Heather Mathis, who is the co-host of Talk of the Town. And together they will be calling the parade. It should be fun. We can't wait. And then for anybody who can't be there later on, we will um, we'll post that recording of the parade so you can see it later. But we would love to have everybody in person. It looks like the weather is going to be fantastic. And you can get your kids out there, grab some candy, see everybody who's in their floats. And then if anybody, I, I know you talked a lot about the parade, but if anybody wants to line the street to see the parade, where's the best place to stand? Well, that's the best part. Um, on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, When now it, they will start on Manny and they will head, head down Main Street. So you can go all along Main Street and see the start of the parade. And then they will turn down um, Middle Tennessee Boulevard. And in front of the Alumni House, that's where we're hosting our uh, the parade watch party, the Mixer on Middle. And that's where the band will come up and they'll perform a little bit in front of the house before they move on. And then the parade will end at Greenland Drive. And lots of tailgating going on on Saturday and uh, uh, several locations, I'm sure, where all that's happening. Some people just tailgate by themselves, of course, but you have tailgating events, too. Yes, all of So we will have our um, homecoming tailgate lunch right after the parade in the parking lot by the alumni house. Um, And then everybody can move over to Walnut Grove. There's going to be lots of tailgating around the stadium as well. Um, People are really excited to be here for homecoming this year. Again, Beth Dye in studio with us this morning, Assistant Director of the MTSU Alumni Relations. And if anybody wants to get involved with the alumni office, what do they need to do? They are welcome to go to our website at mtalumni.com and um, fill in their information. They can update their information if they're an alumnus. Um, But if they'd like to talk to us about events going on or any questions they have regarding MTSU, they are welcome to reach out to us and um, give us a call. Our number is 615-898-2922. Or you can check out that website, mtalumni.com. And are there different sponsorship uh, positions of Available so that people who maybe they graduated from there now they own their own business can they get involved heavier absolutely we love to um, find out who has businesses locally or um, you know across the United States and um, we list those web- those names on our website uh, we love to provide you know, to promote anybody out there. Um, We also, if somebody has a new job or they're promoted somewhere, we would love to have that information so that we can get that out in our magazine each month. And as we close this morning, what are you looking forward to the most with homecoming? Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the community come and celebrate uh, our alumni um, and just see everybody home. And then, of course, cheering on our Blue Raiders that evening. Again, with us today, Beth Dye, Assistant Director of MTSU Alumni Relations. And Beth, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. At time right now, 8.58. You're listening to WGNS, your good neighbor station. Stay with us. We do have local news and more coming your way in just a minute. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. If you're near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have a lot of questions. How do you make your savings last? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Let's work together to help ensure your finances can keep up with your unique needs over the long haul. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056 for an appointment. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC.